add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare Looking after you always Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, this week's guest is someone we had a few months ago with a huge response, one of the biggest episodes that we've done, and people have been dying for him to come back for episode two, and he's finally here. A new man, a new household, Jerry Hussey, performance coach. Welcome back to Real Health. How's it going? Hi, Carl. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's going very well, and uh, thanks for having me back. I'm delighted. So things have changed since the last time you were on. Tell us the good news. Yeah, the great news is, thankfully, we have a little baby boy now, Elijah. Uh, he's three weeks old yesterday, so we're first-time parents, and anybody um, that's been down the road knows we're adjusting and adapting and uh, just trying to learn, and with these times that in it, we've no, we've nobody to come in and tell us what's right or wrong. Now, maybe that's a good thing, because maybe what we're doing is wrong, but uh, we think it's right. So uh, it's a whole new adventure, and... Uh, Oh, but we're really enjoying it. I have to say, we're, we're loving it so far. And it's an incredible adventure anyway, but particularly in these times. They're very special and very strange times. And having a, a newborn must be, must be make, make it even more special. It is special. And, you know, in some ways we love our parents to be around, but we both a big family. So, so what, what could have happened is we could have spent the first few weeks of his life with loads of people in the house coming and going. So, And we would have loved that. But what we've got is couple of weeks to really just get to know him and for him to get to know us and you know keep a level of serenity and peace and calm in the house and, and hopefully that allows him because he's obviously coming from a world where it was a stable temperature he never was hungry he never had changes in light he never had changes in sound much and he's after being brought into a whole new world and uh, so he has to try to get used to this so we're, we're trying our best to to keep the house a relatively serene place where he, we both have time to get to know each other and uh, before we came on air, you were chatting about just life as, as, as new fathers. And you were telling me you've got a, a fantastic trick to calm him down when he gets a little bit upset. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, for some reason, he seems to like two things. One, he likes, uh, he likes m- music. Now, I'm the worst singer in the world. So, but if you sing to him, for some reason, he likes it. And I think that shows that babies come in with their own personality because neither me or Miriam are in any way musical. But he, he loves music. And the second thing is, when we were pregnant with him, Miriam used to often listen to meditations, um, and particularly on a day, you know, where she was overwhelmed with that, she'd use a meditation. And the most amazing thing is, since he's arrived, when we, if he's a little upset or if he's on, on, ungrounded for some reason, and you put the meditation on, for some reason, he just settles down. And we've tried him with that meditation. We've tried him with some of the meditations. I've had him on some of my live meditations. And we've had him on some of Joe Dispenza's meditations. Now, I don't know if he's taking it in. I don't know if he's even knowing what's going on. But it does settle him. So it is amazing the memories that they bring forward from the womb. So it's certainly some type of memory that is re-triggered when he listens to it. And I guess that's what meditation is. And that's why we build 
habits like that into our life so that it can transport us out of the moment and back into a place of serenity or calm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just fascinating to see it unfold in this whole new life. When you were on before, we had a huge reaction to your episode, as we knew uh, we would. People were listening back to it two, three, four, five times to just absorb the content and the information. And one of the key messages within that was the win, the what's important now component. And I think over the last 10 weeks, that's probably been more important than ever. And if anything, like our lives have been simplified and we've established our what's important now because we've had to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, in some ways, when you listen to the podcast, it was almost like we knew what was happening, but of course we didn't. Um, but I do believe, and for me, it keeps going back to that book of Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. And, and it's not that I'm trying to steal his, 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 his work, but it's, it underlines everything I do. And he says that in any situation, we can choose to be defined by the situation or we can be defined by our response. And even when that situation is one that we didn't want, or one that we'd never have expected, there comes a time where we have to accept that it is, and we have to stop resisting, stop judging it, judging it against what we thought was going to happen, against what we wanted to happen. And as, something, as soon as something becomes reality, then if we have no longer a choice in, in, in what the reality is, we absolutely have that choice in how we choose to respond. And the emotions that we choose to hold and express, the thoughts that we choose to think are actually ours. And for me, Carl, that has probably been the, the, the biggest lesson in my own life and what I've been trying to apply is that it's actually me who decides my response. Because our thoughts and emotions are internally generated, where we think that our thoughts and emotions are triggered by the external, but they're not. The truth is, our thoughts and emotions are triggered by our interpretation of, of what's happening on the outside. And that's why two people can be in the exact same environment and feel completely different. And when we start to develop that inner ability to observe our own emotions and then change them, regardless of what's outside of us, it is amazing. So even this morning, I had a bunch of clients who were doing a call this morning. And the one thing I said is, you know, whatever is in front of you is nothing compared to what's inside of you. And that is the really the fundamental part of all my teaching and all my work, getting people to realize what they have inside. An infinite ability to be calm, to forgive, to let go. And when you can live a life where you are defined not by what happens, but your response, you live a life where you realize that all of these things that happen to us in life, sometimes they're nothing more than a way of getting us to understand who we truly are. T.S. Eliot had this beautiful quotation, and he said, at the end of all man's journey, we arrive back at our beginning and know it for the first time. What I think he meant was that we were born naked and alone, and we will go naked and alone. And we can bring, there's none of the stuff we can bring with us. But he said, we know it for the first time. So for me, when I was born and they put my name, Jerry Hussey, above my bed, I had no idea who that person was. I had no idea what dreams were in his heart. I had no idea the person he was to become. And what I hope is that when it's all over, despite all the ups and downs and the different things that happened in my life, I hope that when I see that name for the last time and I'm back in a bed about to take my last breath, I really hope that when I look at that name, I'll be filled with great pride because of the person I choose to be, the way I choose to respond. 
And for me, I see life as it's simply things that are happening, but it's the meaning that we give it and it's the way we interpret it and the way we choose to respond that actually brings the color and the meaning into life. So it's a long-winded answer again, Carl, but uh, that's how passionate I believe about what's important now, what's important to me, what's important to the life I want to live, what's important to the way I want to feel. And if I hang on to these emotions, if I hang on to this way of thinking, is it serving me well or is it not? And it's only me that can make that decision. And could this be seen as potentially the ultimate time for reevaluation in terms of we have been given all a shock, I think, in, and, and be made realize that it's our health, it's our wellness, it's our friends, our family that's you know important. And it's a great time to sit down and have a look at your life from a work perspective and from a personal perspective. Yeah. Well, you know, Carl, you know, I hope we do. My worry sometimes is we've been through uh, all types of pandemics and we've been through world wars and we think that every war will be the last war. We think that we, we and, and somehow we fall back into old ways. We fall back. So what a situation like this does is it makes us become conscious of what's actually important. And when the external noise and the coffee shops and the, the all the extra is stripped away, now we start to get this real clear inside the challenge is to not fall back asleep when all of the noise and all of the outside stuff starts to ramp back up again to have the courage and to have the the habits built into your life to stay conscious and stay true to what you believe because i believe that in some ways what's important now in this time is no different to what's important like in the last podcast with you, I was saying that we all have a greater ability to manage our health than we expected. I've been telling people for years that I've never had a cold, a flu or virus in my life. And, and I haven't. And people used to laugh and say, well, what the hell is that about? And I say, well, two things I learned was one was keep your immune system high. So do something every day to boost your immune system. And secondly, wash your hands well. And everybody used to pull me out the place laughing. Everybody used to laugh and say, what the hell is washing your hands got to do with the virus? Well, now we know. So will we continue to keep washing our hands? So I would say, Carl, it is a massive time of learning. But the insight is only the first part. It's how do I carry that insight? So I would already start to say to people, like, this will begin to end in, in, in the foreseeable future. Begin to now put habits into place that allow you to be at your best, that allow you to maintain the stillness and calmness in life. Or ultimately what I say, stay awake, stay conscious. Do not fall back into unconscious program and do not be submerged by the noise that eventually will ramp up at some stage in the future. And when you stay awake and stay conscious, life becomes totally different. And in terms of creating those habits and putting putting that structure in place, let's talk people through that. If you know people who are listening in want to start creating that those habits in the future, how does that look in terms of a roadmap to make that happen? Oh, very simple. You know, it's something I actually did this morning with myself and my wife because we need to have a look at our own life as well, and we need to try plan the future now that we're parents. And they're very simple questions. The first question that we do is, how do I want to feel? So how do I want to feel in life? So of course we want to say I want to feel happy i want to have fun i want to feel calm then the second question is what are the things that allow you feel like that and then why would i let them things out of my life it's such a simple question how do i want to feel and what are the things when you meet somebody and they're stressed or they're 
they're tired or they're exhausted. And you ask them a simple question. You ask them, what are the things that bring you alive? What are the things that bring you a sense of fun? And are you doing them now? They always say no. So I would say to people is identify now if it's a walk by the sea, if it's I'd forgotten how, how you know, peace and quiet is. So identify now what are the things, the habits, the behaviors that make you feel safe, calm. Some people have discovered meditation for the first time. Some people have discovered exercise, getting out for a walk. Do not let these things go because these are the things that make you come alive. And we all have to be detectives of our own soul. What brings my soul alive? What makes me feel safe and calm? And for some people, that's realizing, Carl, you know what? I don't want to go back to that job. I don't want to go back into that rat race. So for some people, honor yourself enough to say, these are the things I will live by. Because what I say is, unless, if the only thing you want from your life is to be good at table quizzes, then the only thing you need is intellectual knowledge. But if you want to be happy and successful in life, you have to turn intellectual knowledge into habits, daily habits. So I always tell my clients, our life, the quality of our life is not defined by what we know, but what we do. So now is the time to identify what are the things that I do that make me feel the way I want to feel? And can I honor myself enough to make those things daily or weekly events and not let them go, not let them slip back out of my life? Because when they slip back out of my life, we slip back into that unconscious, anxious state. You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. And what would you say to people who, who's come back, I suppose, to that would be their difficult choices or difficult decisions? Uh, a lot of people are working from home now more than before. They may, want, they may want to work from home for longer. They may be in a relationship that hasn't survived the last 10 weeks because we're all in it literally together, quite literally. Yeah. Um, they may have discovered that being at home with their family, they may not like the people they're around. You know, so there's a lot of difficult decisions for people. What would you say to them that if they have those difficult decisions ahead? You know, Carl, you know, every decision is difficult. But for me, I always ask myself, you know, at the end of our 900 months, we're lying in that hospital bed. What's the life I would have been proud to live? Or, and I think the hardest thing in life, the really the hardest thing is to arrive at the end of our life realizing we didn't actually live it. We didn't pursue our goals. We settled for second best. And we settled for somebody who made us feel not good enough. So for me, I take on things that at times aren't hard, aren't easy for me, but I know they're still less hard than arriving at the end and saying I didn't actually live my life. And I've made tough decisions, and, and I've made tough decisions in the past where, um, you know, I ended a relationship, a long-term relationship, and it was one. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It was horrible, but neither one of us were thriving in it. And the easiest thing in the world was for the two of us to just follow the plan and follow the routine and spend a life where we just kind of got by. What would that have meant at the end? I was never going to be the husband that she wanted and, and, and she was never going to be the person. And it's just, you have to make those decisions. So I've come to realize that just because something isn't easy doesn't mean it's not the right thing. And the right thing is always the right thing. And the right thing starts with a simple, decision i'm going to say it i'm going to make a decision because we keep putting things off but we can all work out very quickly how many of the 900 months 
And what's easy is stay in the same old, same old. What's easy is allow your life slip by. What's easy is just keep doing what you're doing. Keep a peaceful life. And at the end, when you look up at your name and you look up at the end of your life, you'll say, what was all that about? And I mean, that'll be the ultimately, that's the hardest part. To arrive at the end knowing that you didn't actually live your life. I want to chat a little bit about the relationship we have with ourselves and the impact that has on others and those around us. It's a crucial, it's a crucial and really important thing. I just want to, you know, chat about it a little bit more. Yeah, well, for me, Carl, it's it's the biggest lesson that I've had to learn in my life because for years I spent years with plans and goals, and I was trying to be the student that I thought my mother wanted to be. I, I wanted, I, I was trying to be the sportsman that I, that I, I thought my dad wanted to be, and I was constantly pushing and shoving myself, trying to be what everybody thought I wanted to be. And then at one stage, I had to ask myself, well, who do I want to be? Or who am I? And I think it's the single most important question any of us will ever ask us. Who are you? And what are you here to do? And when it came to it, not only did I know, not know who I was, but I felt that that person just wasn't good enough. And that I needed to win more stuff. I needed to get a certain job. I needed to get into a certain college. And if I had all that external stuff, it might actually make me enough. So what I would say is I was walking around with a hole in my soul. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was here to do. And therefore, I was clutching at everything on the outside, trying to fill a hole. So I was, look, I was trying to get stuff of matter to fill a spiritual hole. But stuff of matter cannot fill a spiritual hole. So the one start I was, was how can I begin to understand who I was? And then the next step was, can I stop comparing the person I am to the person I thought I should be? So I thought I should be the world's greatest boxer. I was useless, but I loved it. I thought... I should be all these things. And the word should appeared everywhere in my life. And when I compared myself to the person I thought I should be, I seemed like a failure. But that person that I thought I should be didn't exist. He was nowhere. So I was comparing myself to fiction. And when I began to bring that comparison out, when a non-comparison is really, really important, Carl. But it's not just don't compare yourself to others. More importantly, stop comparing yourself to the person, to the mum, the dad, that you think you should be, because that person is just fiction. Begin to accept and love the person that you are. And acceptance and love is a starting point for all change. So just because you love the person you are, it doesn't mean that you don't want to change. But it means I love myself enough to change. And I think that our relationship with ourselves mirrors the relationship we have with everybody else. If I can be kind and compassionate to myself, then I can extend that to everybody else. But if I'm angry and judgmental at myself, I will extend that to everybody else. And the last thing I would say is, you know, ask yourself at times, do you sometimes say things to yourself that you wouldn't say to an eight-year-old child? Do you sometimes allow yourself to say things to yourself that you wouldn't say to another person? And why is that? And what if you loved yourself? And when you begin to fall in love and be curious with the person that you are, not the physical person, but the, the person you actually are. And you begin to treat that person with more kindness. And that person starts to open up and you stop comparing yourself to other people. You realize that the person you have is, is so important. It's so, and what I talk about is divine. Because every single one of us is created by something. We come from somewhere. We are the divine. So we're both human and divine. We're spiritual, we're energy. 
And in our last podcast, we talked about that spirit and that energy. And I think sometimes we simply don't know who we are. We think we're some type of physical, biological being walking around with no meaning, no purpose. But ask yourself, who created this universe? Ask yourself, who created you? And who saw this incredible universe and still without you thought it wasn't complete? We are somehow a gift, a manifestation of the divine. We are so much more than biological beings. We're spiritual beings. And the fine thing I would say is there's an expression I use, and you know, I'm into healthy eating and I like to drink green juices and I'm getting better at it. But there's an expression that I use and it says, no amount of green juice will alkalize a toxic self-image. If you have a toxic self-image, no amount of exercise is going to fix that. You can climb all the Mount Everest in the world you can, and you can climb them 50 times. But it's not going to change anything. But if you can change that inner voice, if you can turn your inner critic to your inner coach, if you can look in the, in the mirror for 90 seconds and love, admire, and be curious about the person you see back, it is amazing the transformation that happens with that one simple piece. Stop comparing myself to who I think I should be and begin to love and accept the person that I actually am in my truest form. Let's take this towards the future then. So the future is an uncertain time. Uh, I think in the coming weeks, the coming months, people will have more uncertainty than ever before. Any tips for people around that uncertainty and dealing with it, coping with it, and you know maybe taking some ownership of it? I would say, again, Carl, go back to the 900 months. So the future is uncertain, but it's not really. So the, the, the future is absolutely certain. And the certain is in about 300 waking months, I will not be here. So just think about that. If you want certainty, we'll go all the way. We're all going to die. Now, everything in between that is up to us. There's this expression that we only get to live once. That's absolutely not correct. We get to die once, but we get to live every day. And be sure that sometimes when we think we're afraid of the unknown, it's not actually the unknown we're afraid of. It's what we're superimposing into the unknown. We have a story building in our head and we're creating a future that we're afraid of. But the minute you put a picture into the future, then it's not unknown. I've never read a newspaper where the headline was, man killed by the unknown. The unknown isn't scary. It's what we impose into the unknown. I'm going to lose my job. There's no more jobs out there. I'm going to lose my home. Sometimes we have to double check, or we have to fact check those stories. Are they true? Are they related to something I can control? Are they happening in the here and now? And when we start to really come in, and then the next part is, understand that regardless of what happens to you, you are the known. And if you are someone who believes in themselves, somebody who knows what skills they have, somebody who, who've overcome obstacles before, then you can start to trust in yourself. And it's almost like a boxer going into the first round, Carl. He has no real way of knowing how the fight's going to go. But he focuses on, I'm going to get myself into the ring in a calm, energized way. And once the bell goes, as the fight unfolds, I will be present in that moment and I will figure it out as we go. And I think sometimes we just worry too much about the long-term plans. Well, the long-term plan is we all know what it is. We all end up in the same place. Put everything between now and then is up for grabs. It's up for you to decide. So you are the known. 
when you, like we said earlier, when you know who you are and you know what your values are and you know what your value to the world is and you know that the people who love you love you for who you are, not for what you have or what you do, and you realize that at the end of your life, the stuff in your life doesn't actually matter. It's the people and, 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 and the emotion. It's the non-physical stuff. So you can say, regardless of what happens in the next couple of weeks, I will stay centered. I will stay calm. I will stay true to myself. I will fill my life with as much love as I possibly can. Whatever I need to let go of, I will let go of. And whatever I need to embrace, I will embrace with non-resistance. And I will be me. And that's all any of us can be. Be the best that you can be, but be you. And when you become the unknown, there's nothing. When you become the known, there's nothing to fear in them. Jerry Hussey, calm and wise words as per usual. Every time I listen to you, I drift away into this into this kind of other world. It's fantastic. As ever, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. If people want to follow you and find out more about you, give us your handles. Uh, our website is soulspace.ie and uh, soulspace.ie, my, my own um, thing is at Jerry Hussey on Instagram. We've a load of free resources that we've designed around this. And I do a live meditation every Sunday night at nine o'clock and I've been doing it for the last couple of weeks. And I'm passionate about what I do and I love it and I love to give it away. So it's all there. So you can check out our website, soulspace.ie or at Jerry Hussey is my Instagram. And uh, if people like this way of thinking and you find it helpful, give me a shout, give me a, a message and uh, you can see it's something I'm really passionate about. So thank you, Carla. Thank you so much for having me back on a second time. I really appreciate it. And if, there's a, if I can help any time, let me know. It took us a while to get around to, but we got there. On behalf of my team and all the team at The Independence and all of our listeners, to yourself and Miriam, a very, very big congratulations. We're delighted for you and look forward to catching up in the future. Jerry, mind yourself. See you soon. Thank you. God bless. Well, folks, we finally got there with our second episode with Jerry Hussey. I really hope you enjoyed it. He's fascinating as always. You know where we are at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram and realhealth at independent.ie. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.